Hello, good morning, everyone. This is Let's Talk Sports with Timothy McCain. Today is Women's Sports Wednesday. But before we get into Women's Sports Wednesday, I first want to discuss two. Uh, it was a free agent signing, and there was a trade in the NFL. And uh, first, I want to go over the uh, trade. So the New York Football Giants traded away Odell Beckham Jr., who is 26 years old in his prime, wide receiver, to the Cleveland Browns for Jabril Peppers, a 2019 17th overall pick, and the Browns' second, third round pick. Now, the Browns did give up a lot for Odell. They gave up the 17th pick that they'll have this year, and they gave up Jabril Peppers, who actually, he isn't a, he's, a, he's a solid safety. I think a lot of that had to do with the Landon Collins signing over to Washington. So uh, New York not only loses out on their second best offensive talent, or arguably their best offensive talent, and then... Uh, they lose their best defensive options. So I think the Jabril Peppers, Jabril Peppers pickup was because of the Landon Collins situation with him going to Washington. Um, but looking at this trade, I mean, as of right now, the Browns won the trade. The Browns, the Browns won the trade right now. I mean, they, they just have so much talent on that offense. Uh, they got Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham Jr., and make Baker Mayfield just doing his thing. I I just think the Browns are a must see. I mean the, I mean and you and you think about it. The Cleveland the Cleveland Browns fans literally went from having a parade for going 0-16 like two seasons ago. They should be having a parade right now. I'm just saying it. They should have they they should have legitimate expectations. The Browns Probably have not felt this way since the '80s, or probably when Jim Brown was alive. I mean, I mean when Jim Brown not was alive because he's still alive. Uh, he's gonna be alive for a long time. But I mean, they have not been this this alive, this proud since Jim Brown was in a Cleveland Browns jersey, and that's what I meant. So it's uh, it's something big for uh, for uh, Cleveland. The question is, how who who who's gonna get the ball? And that's something that the uh, offensive coordinator is going to have to figure out because, I mean, that's too many. That's so many talented players. We're seeing right now um, uh, what's happening with uh, the Golden State Warriors. They're still trying to figure out how to fit in DeMarcus Cousins because they had to fit in Kevin Durant, and that worked out well. The question is, will it work out with the with, uh, Cousins? And right now they've been on a losing streak. So that's something that the Browns have to figure out. How How is... Odell working our system. How do we get the ball to Odell, Jarvis Landry, the tight end that's pretty good, Nick Chubb. So those are just some of the questions that are going to have to be answered. And they got Kareem Hunt too, you know, after his suspension. And when, before he was suspended, he was arguably top five running back in the game at the time. So uh, there's something to look at. Uh, the, next up, the next update is Le'Veon Bell uh, signing, which um, a lot of people will make the argument that Le'Veon Bell uh, he'll make less this year than he would have made last year with the Steelers. And that's true. He would have made $14 million last year as a Steeler. And uh, this year with the Jets, he's going to make $13 million. The thing here is, L. Bell wanted guaranteed money, not just based off of incentives. The fact of the matter is, the Steelers were running him to the ground. The last year he played, a full season, he was an offense. He was an offensive 
guru. I mean, he really led their offense. He was a running back and a wide receiver at the same time. Okay? I mean, the man caught 90 balls, I believe. His It was either 70 to 90 balls his, uh, his last year as a Steeler while rushing the ball. His usage rate was incredible, especially in a time where the running back, I mean, the average life of a, of a, of a running back is three years. And for the fact of the matter is for them to use him up, they, they weren't going to try to, they weren't going to give him the guaranteed money because they were going to make the excuse that, hey, look, he's, we used him up. He's not the same. L. Bell's trying to set up where he makes millions of dollars because the, the, they spent, NFL players spend their whole life working their whole young life working on this craft, just like somebody working their craft, like if they're a doctor or a lawyer. I mean, people who are rich like that, they build wealth over time. For an NFL athlete, they get this, it's, it's almost like the opposite. A, a doctor or a lawyer, they get their money over time and they, and they learn how to manage it. Whereas NFL players or professional players, period, they get their money right up front when, they, when they're young. And you know what I mean? So why not get it while you're young, young, and then also save it up. And you know what? And that's what L. Bell's doing. So shout out to Le'Veon Bell. He signed with the New York football. He gets $35 million guaranteed. Um, it's a $61 million deal with incentives. So, I mean, it's a 50, $52 million deal uh, with incentives. And that will, it would increase to 61 if he were to do everything that they called him to do. So uh, c- congrats to L. Bell for making that money. Next up, we're going to be talking about the women college sports. So, right now, the top four teams in the uh, in the polls are uh, the top four teams are Baylor, UConn, Notre Dame, and Mississippi State. Now, when I look at women's basketball, I mean, obviously, we know about UConn. UConn has been dominant of the women's college basketball world for the past decade. I mean, Gino Ariema. You can make the case that he's the greatest, uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the greatest coach of all time. I mean, he's won as many championships as uh, as the UCLA head coach back in the in the sixties and seventies. So you got to uh, show respect to what he's doing over there. Um, but I do believe that this is going to be the 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 end. This we're nearing the end of the UConn dynasty. I mean, when you look at it. I just see a bunch of other teams coming back to, com- to compete to compete against UConn. And the fact of the matter is also UConn's playing in a weak conference. They're playing in the American Conference. It's not the same. It wasn't. I mean, the Big East. And I remember the Big East. I'm not sure. And a lot of young. If there's anyone young listening, the Big East used to be something really special. But the Big East, you know, imploded. And now they're playing in a weak conference, and so they're thirty and two. You know what I mean? But they've been undefeated in their conference. I mean, they just destroyed the uh, the, the tournament that they were just in. I mean, they just m- missed their arguably their best player in Katie Lou Samuelson, and uh, Collier just destroyed uh, the the tournament. She destroyed the the um, the league. So I just wonder how good UConn's going to be in the. Uh, in the actual, in the real tournament games. Because, you know, I mean, we're talking about the NCAA tournament where you're, you're facing Baylor, you're facing Notre Dame, you're facing Louisville, you're, you're facing NC State. And I believe they can beat NC State. Shout out to NC State, uh, the Wolfpack women's team. 
they are they're ranked 10th in the nation. Um, go Wolfpack. I used to be a Wolfpack fan back in the day, so shout out to them. But I personally believe that the Notre Dame women's team is something special. You know, last year they got beat out by, by Louisville. And, uh, you know, they they won the championship last year with Enrique Ogumbale. But it's not just Enrique Ogumbale that sets this team special. That's that makes this team special. It's Jessica Shepard. It's Jackie Young. It's Brianna Taylor. It's Marina Marbury. These women are incredible athletes. I mean, if you just look at their their numbers, I mean, Jessica Shepard she's averaging sixteen a game. Jackie Young fourteen. Brianna fourteen. And Brianna thirteen. Jessica Shepard she said in an interview. After they beat Louisville, I mean, they destroyed Louisville. Now, granted, Aricia Carter was not in the game for that. But uh, I had to turn it off because they were beating them by like 25 to 30 the last time I checked it. But Jessica Shepard said in an interview, you know, the thing about us as a women's team is we can drop 30 on we can, anyone on anyone in our starting five can drop 30 on a night. And I believe her. I mean, these women can ball out. Okay, and uh, and I know that Baylor women, there there's somebody in in the in the in the West who everybody respects, and they should definitely be respected. You don't sleep on any of these teams. I actually believe that the sleeper is Mississippi State because McCowan, and it's funny about McCowan. McCowan was not the star. It's it's really crazy how um it's really fun. It's really funny to see how some players just develop into being stars in, in college basketball. Some some players, they'll do great their freshman year. They'll come back and they won't be the same. But it's something to be said about players who build up, who build up, who keep on building, who keep on get building and get better. And Tierra McCowan is one of those players, and she plays for Mississippi State. She will be an eventual number one pick in the draft or number two pick in the draft. That's how dominant she is. She's so big. She's so strong. And she's a force for Mississippi State. So that's my sleeper team. But I am picking Notre Dame to win the championship. You know what I mean? Baylor, they're good. They have solid bench play. And they have... The, the, quest, the question is, just like... And I, and I believe that Notre Dame answered the call. Because Louisville had the better bench in the AC tournament. When they face each other... I mean, Notre Dame does not get any of their regular scoring from the bench. They get mo- the majority of their scoring, most of their scoring, from the starting five. But if the starting five balls out, I, I, I guarantee you the Notre Dame women's team are like, look, as long as our starting five beats your starting five, we can win a game. And that's all that matters. That's all, that's all it takes. And so I truly believe that Gino Auriemma has to do something quick because UConn's time is running out. I'm not sure if it's Notre Dame. I'm not sure if it's Louisville. I believe Louisville actually could potentially be the next major team. You know, they did beat Notre Dame in the ACC tournament. But look out for Louisville in, in the future. They have a young head football coach. He's, 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 not a, he's not an older man. He's a young man. And he's, he's done well with recruiting, with getting Aricia Carter, Asia Durr, uh, potential national player of the year. So... You got a lot of you got a lot of players 
who could, who could come out of Louisville and do something really major because Gino Ariema, his time is almost running out. And I'm not sure if Notre Dame will continue to be on th- this tear like they've been on recently. But they will win the championship this year because they have number one players. They have, you could fill up, you, this team could potentially be a WNBA roster in the future. I mean, that's how good this team is. That's how good these 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 women play. So that that is it for Let's Talk Sports with Timothy McCain. Have a good one.